This is the Rising Star Podcast from Race22.com with host Langley Austin, bringing you down-home grassroots short track racers, sharing their journey on what it takes to rise above the rest. All right, we've got uh, Jordan Pickerel on with us uh, here uh, on uh, Rising Star. Uh, Jordan, uh, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, it's good to be on here. I'm glad I got the opportunity to do this. Yeah, man, uh, you were uh, one of one of the people. You know, we put up a post on uh, on the Race Twenty Two uh, Facebook page. Um, you know, asking people to uh, nominate people for uh, uh, this uh, new podcast. Uh, we call it Rising Star. Kind of gonna, you know, shed some light on uh, some of the guys in the, uh, you know support divisions uh, you know we cover late model stocks uh, primarily um but you know it's always good if we can uh you know kind of show people the the guys that are coming up through the ranks and uh you know heading you know you may be a late model stock guy you know soon enough you know a regular on the on the late model stocks i know uh i know you uh planning on doing that so uh tell us uh tell us about um you know give us give us a one or two minute uh, little um you know episode number one of the comic book uh, you know tell us who you are where you're from and uh you know how you got started in racing and lead us up to today so basically obviously my name's jordan pickerel i'm 19 years old i've been racing since i want to say i was probably 11 or 12 i um i started out in the bandolero course and getting there wasn't exactly a easy task either because my family really doesn't come from a lot of money we don't um my dad or anybody in my family didn't have the money to fund racing just right off the bat but it's not like i was just one day said you know i would like to get in a race car my dad bought one um right it was more like you know i really want to do this racing thing i really and just continue to talk about it and you know he was talking one of our neighbors and he's like I don't know he's, he keeps talking about racing but I don't know how I can even make that happen he said I don't think I can afford it and they said well you know you can start now and save and maybe you can make it happen so I'm going to say we saved for about five years to go racing um, and finally saved up enough money and bought a bandolero car and from there we rent, we actually rented a U-Haul to get it home and <laughs> the first three races I went to, we actually used a U-Haul trailer. So, borrowed a truck from somebody, grabbed a U-Haul trailer, and went to the racetrack, and um, kind of got myself a little bit of experience. And then the next year, we went down to Orange County with kind of plans on wanting to run the full schedule, but we didn't really know where the money was going to be. And um, we ended up winning five out of six races that year in the Bandler car down there. Um, just ended up coming up a little bit short with the funding and things to run for the championship. And the next year, we ran for the championship, won a bunch more races, and um, won the championship. So that was a cool little accomplishment. Um, I know the Bandolero cars aren't the... I, I wouldn't list that as my greatest accomplishment. They weren't really, I guess, as difficult to drive. But, um, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere and in something... So um, we got us some wins there and got some experience. And from there, Lane Riggs had just got out of pure stock racing. And um, the guy that had been helping us pretty heavy is a sponsor. He's like, you know, I really want you to get into something you can run some more laps and get more experience in. 
so I'm going to try to buy one of Lane, Lane's cars. And he ended up buying Lane's first car. And from there, we I started working at Sellers Racing. Because mm-hmm. I knew late model racing was the goal. And my dad said, well, we, aren't, we don't have a ton of money, so you need to get with some people who have some experience and know what they're doing and learn how to work on them yourselves. Yourself. Mm-hmm. So... I started working there for free, actually, one summer. Um, I think I was about 14 years old, and I didn't race that year just because I didn't have the money, and we were kind of getting the car ready to go next year. Um, started racing, and I've continued to work with Sellers Racing up until now. I actually just got off work not long ago, and um, we raced that car the first year and won Rookie of the Year, finished fourth in point at a bunch of really good runs just never quite capitalized on a win i took next year off because i made the mistake of wrecking my mom's van that's not something anything or anything somebody would ever want to do it doesn't really help funding wise so we um i kind of paid the price for that a little bit and the next year we which was last year we went racing again and Won two races last year, set the track record, and ended up finished third in point. About, I think it was 15 or 16 points out of the championship, so we come up a little bit short. But I think we learned how to lose the championship and got a lot of really good experience heading into this year. And this year's already proved to be a pretty good year. Um, starting Eric Winslow's late model here and there, kind of getting me a little bit of experience in that getting my feet wet and um then i'm racing my car and we've already got i think it's three poles and two wins full races so we broke our track record the first race so we've had a really good year up until now we're second in points somehow so i think i gotta figure out how to make it back up but we've had a good year and you know i'm really blessed the lord who's helped me get the help get me this far because obviously I don't have the money and don't have the ability to do it on my own and he's opened a lot of doors and made a lot of opportunities for me yeah man it sounds like uh, you've come a long ways from uh, you guys spending five years saving up um, you know money to uh, buy your first bandolero for sure um, when, uh, yeah. when you guys got the bandolero um, did you uh, did you start out at Orange County I don't know if you mentioned that in the beginning I know you said you run there the next year but is that where you started at we did. We we ran three races that first year at Orange County. With the we were actually running with the past series Carolina Competition Sport. So that was a cool little experience too to be around some of that past stuff and see what the touring series was like. We've kind of gotten away from that now, running you know with all late models on a weekly night, more like a NASCAR night, but cool deal. Right. Uh, and the bandolero, you said it was uh, really easy to drive? I, I would say it's it's a good thing for a kid to get started out in. The only thing that I wish I had done differently is Orange County was the closest track to us, and it was the most affordable for us to go race. So that was the reason we went to Orange County. But if you can go to a Wake County or somewhere like that where you, you got to get off the gas a little bit, they they probably are a little bit more suited for that. Right now, you know, when I was running, we were running Orange County. It's kind of wide open, and I was learning stuff about how to draft and stuff. So, I mean, that's 
that's not really helped me anymore in my racing career. I, I mean, I knew the basics once I got into a pure stock car, but it was a lot of learning because, you know, the bandolier was just totally different from what I've been doing and just hold it to the floor and, you know, stay smooth and things. So, you know, it, I don't say that it was extreme, like really easy, but just making a lap was easy, but the racing obviously was a little bit harder to get wins and things, but I don't, I still don't think that is as much of an accomplishment because it's a little bit, bit less driver in that situation. It's a lot of car in those cars. It's a big track, so, you know, you're running a restrictor plate and things like that. It's just a little bit different. Right. Was there anything from a standpoint of uh, working on those Bandolero cars that uh, helped you as you uh, moved up to the Pure Stocks? Yeah, I think, um, I think obviously, anytime you get a race car, for the first time i was so excited to drive it you know we bought it and actually sat for a whole year um but i would go out there and i would sit in the car and i'm i was actually homeschooled and i would do my schoolwork in it because you're just so <laughs> excited to finally get to go race right. this thing i've watched on tv and dreamed about doing for so long and you're still dreaming you know you're sitting in the car thinking about what it's going to be like so it's all a lot of the work ethic and um it, you you learn things from those cars that transfer over to some things. I I was so young at that time, I didn't learn as much until I got over at Sellers and really got to talking to HC and learning from guys like that. I mean, it's been a lot of cool people I've got to learn from. I I think one of them would be Neil Perkins. He, you know, he's been in racing so long, he taught me a lot. And um, obviously HC and Jerry Babb was another cool guy I got to learn from. But, you know, the Bandolier cars helped learn some, but I would say more of the learning came when I started working with sellers racing and doing things like that. Right. Now, tell us, uh, you know, a lot of people are familiar with the uh, Bandolero cars, but uh, probably not so many people are familiar with what South Boston and, and Orange County call uh, pure stock. So tell us uh, tell us about your car and, and uh, the makeup of that division. So... Uh, the pure stock cars are basically ours is a Nissan 240 it's rear wheel drive um, it's, a, it's stock supposed to be about 160 horsepower um, I think it weighs 2400 pounds and it's, it's not supposed to have many modifications to it. we get to do a couple of little things here and there but it's supposed to be pretty close to stock and we put racing tires and wheels on it, the Hoosier 13-inch. Um, it's kind of a treaded tire, but right. it's not quite a street slick. It's, um, it's a basically a slick with just a little tread cut into it, but it's not quite a street tire. It's a little bit wider. And um, we run about 17 nines, 18 O's at South Boston. It, to give you an idea, a late model car would be around a 15 flat to a 14 nine. Right. on a really good night so it's it's about a three second difference but um they're quick little cars a lot of tracks would i guess we call them a u, u car but you can do a little bit more than a u car it's kind of in between that and a mini stock right somewhere in between there but um we do have to run stock springs and struts and things but they we got a lot of leeway in other places 
Yeah, typically it seems like South Boston has a pretty good car count in that division, and that division seems to be really competitive as well. It is. It's extremely competitive. Um, I, just for example, the first race I qualified on the pole, but um, second place was only seven, I think, thousandths off. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a really tight division all the way around, and we normally carry over 10 cars on a good night. Um, but it's a good division to race in. I'd say I recommend it to just about anybody looking to get into racing. If you if you don't have a lot of money, you can build one of those cars or buy one and race pretty affordably um, and still have a fun time doing it. I think for a young driver, it's definitely a good thing to put them in before you put them in a late model stock car or anything like that. Right. Now, have you, uh, I know you race, you know, primarily at uh, South Boston, but have you raced your pure stock at uh, Orange County? I haven't been up there yet. I really want to go up there this um, fall, but most time for me, I've been so focused on the South Boston season, you don't want to take your, you, you know, you work so hard to get through that season, and then you kind of burn out, and we were going to go this fall, but um, things just didn't quite work out for us to go. But I really like to go down there. Obviously, during the regular season, we don't want to carry it over there and tear it up and then try to have to put it back together in a week to go to South Boston. But I would like to go down there and race some. Right. I got you. And you said, uh, you know, you've already been uh, starting uh, Eric Winslow's uh, late model stock car. Uh, what, what's that experience been like so far? I, I have really enjoyed it. Um, you know, obviously, Eric isn't you know, the front-running equipment or anything like that, and we're not putting tires on the car or anything. But going out there and riding and last race actually getting the past car, too, and racing, just getting used to the car has been a real learning experience, and I think it's made me a better driver all the way around. Keeping load on the front tires and learning how to work all that, it's, it's you got to take what the car gets you, gives you a lot more than pure stock car or something like that that you can really hustle hard late model is a lot more finesse to it i think and obviously the speed is something totally different from what i was used to i remember getting in the car the first time and i was like eric i feel like i just finished turning and then i'm turning down into the other corner because <laughs> it carries a lot more speed than um the pure stock car but i think it's a been a really cool learning experience and i've learned a lot and look forward to doing it even more because I know it's making me a better driver, and whenever I do get, if I do get that opportunity to drive a good late model stock car, it's going to have me in a lot better position ahead of a lot of different people just from driving this one. So. Yeah, you said that, uh, you know, it makes you a better driver. What what have you learned being in the late model stock car that has, you know, helped you when you got back in your pure stock? Anything? A, a lot of it has just been it slows the pure stock down so much. You know, after being in a late model car, it felt fast at first, but then it kind of slowed down and it slows the pure stock down. And it just, it's a lot of different little things you pick up on and line-wise and getting in the corner and feel that transfer over. It's A lot of it's hard for me just to explain to you, but I've definitely seen a pickup in myself from driving that car. And a lot of it, I think, is just the bravery you got in the pure stock now because you're like well this is nothing compared to what i just did in the late model so right driving in a little bit harder um and 
you know, you're not afraid to drive it a little bit more out of control after getting in the late model that those cars you really fight every lap. Right. Do you, so, do you think that's translated to, you know, you said you've had a really good year so far. Do you think that's one of the things that's really propelled you this season? For sure. I think it's definitely made our season a lot better ha- having that experience. Um, we also worked really hard over the off season and, you know, working on a lot of late models has helped us this year because I, I, you pick up on things to do because in the end, a race car is a race car. So a lot of times things that work on a late model, if you can legally put it on a pure stock car, it's going to be a pickup, obviously. And feel-wise, it helped me be able to better diagnose the pure stock. And I think it's been an all-around plus. It's not really been any negatives to it. Right. And you said that, uh, you know, you, you've you got a job now with Sellers, and you volunteered there when you were 14. Um, that, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, for a, for a guy who's racing in one of the support divisions to get the opportunity to go over there and work, um, whether for free or getting paid, I mean, that's got to be a really cool opportunity given, you know, all the, all the you know, big guys in late model stock car that come through that shop, you know, not just, to, you know, Peyton Sellers who's, who's there, but uh, all the other people, the, the Jeb Burtons of the world. World and, and all the other people that come through sellers uh, over time, you've got to be able to pick up so much stuff from there. Yeah, I, I, I cannot even begin to tell you about the difference that has made. Um, you know, I have a, I had a real desire to go racing, and my dad said, well, if you have that desire, you got to do something besides just work a regular job. Like, all my other friends are going to work at Food Line or somewhere like that, right. and they probably were making a little bit more money than I was but I knew in the long run the experience would be priceless compared to in racing compared to what they were getting and you know like you said even working with Philip Morris for a short amount of time that was awesome that guy could, you just watching him a lot of times you pick up on things and like talking to Neil Perkins who worked with him a lot just and then obviously Peyton he he's been such a big help. I can talk to him just about about just about anything on the race car, and he can give me a good answer and help me break it down even a little bit better. And then just go to the track with those guys. I mean, being with them when they won the national championship with Matt Boland, seeing the amount of work that's put into that, and then like you said, working with Jeff Burton, I was fortunate to be with him. When he won the five grand race at Ace last year, it, it's been a lot of really cool drivers and experience that I wouldn't trade the world for. And it's obviously a big help to myself being able to work with those guys because there's so much talent and they all do it so much differently that if you can pick up little things from each of them and they put it together, you can make yourself a little bit better driver. Right. The the job at Sellers, um, you know, does that ever, you know, I know you got to be, that can't be really a nine to five job every day, you know, weeks you guys are busy or something happens, you know, you wreck a couple of cars or whatever, whatever it is, uh, you know, does that ever get in the way of, uh, you know, your program with your pure stock? It, it can make it really, really, really difficult. Um, I know the week before the first race, actually a couple weeks before the first race it wasn't many nights that I was getting home before um, 12 and 1 o'clock because you work so hard on your on their cars and then I actually ended up taking my car to their shop just so I could get off finish helping them 
or in break to go and work on my car and just try to get all of it done. Um, we here recently we've definitely been buckled down working hard. We we have a lot of cars coming out of the shop, and you know if you ever get behind on anything, it it really makes it difficult. Like a couple torn up race cars, so um, definitely been hanging it with HC a couple of late nights here recently. It, it's when you go into work, you never really know what time you're going to get off. Um, I've had to explain that to my mom a couple of times. You know, getting a text, why aren't you home yet? Like we we work when the work's done. So right. whether that's one o'clock in the morning or five thirty, it doesn't really matter. We work till it's done. So right, and that's that, got to be then something. Again, that's also been a plus because it it teaches you work ethic and work until you get it right. You know, if you want to go win races, you don't quit working at 530. Yeah, I mean, you work until you have it perfect. Yeah, that, that's got to be something that you've probably got to tell, you know, I, I don't know if you got a girlfriend or whatever, but that's, you know, your friends. It's probably hard, you know, because in the racing world, I don't think, you know, in racing there is a 9-to-5 job. You You work, you know until you get it done and you may have to you you may not get to start until 11 o'clock in the morning you may not finish till 11 o'clock at night or you may be there at 6 a.m you may not go home till the next 6 a.m so it's got to be hard on uh, on you not just you know with your mom texting you but uh, other people in your life you you know it's got to be hard to explain that to them because that's not what they do oh yeah for sure um i've definitely had to explain my girlfriend a couple times just because we got something planned yeah you never know when i'm going to get off work might have to work over a little bit or you know even the weekends i'm not racing most time we're going racing with peyton so i i tell people with weddings and things like that it's no guarantee that i'll be able to be there it's just going to depend on whether we have a race or not um not everybody understands that but hopefully you surround yourself with people who do friends that do and um they work around that with you because Obviously, once the um, off season comes, you get a little bit more free time. Right. What's uh, what, what's your aspirations going forward? I mean, I know you've you know started some races in the late model stock. Um, you know, is there any? Do you have any plans? Do you have anything that you got in the works? Uh, you know, moving more toward that, or are you just happy? You know, being racing your pure stock and 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 working on late models as much as you can. I, honestly, I I think anybody young that's in racing you look towards making it to the upper ranks but realistically um for myself i feel like if i make it to the point where i'm like a philip morris or a peyton sellers lee pulliam where i can race late models pretty comfortably that would be making it to me um personally i gotta work hard to get sponsorship to get there i don't have money behind me to do that right but um you know, if anybody's listening that is looking to sponsor me or is looking for a driver that will work on the car and do something like that, I, that's just kind of my goal. I would really love to get in a good late model stock car and race competitively for wins with those guys. Um, you know, I used to be the kid sitting in the stands looking at those guys like my heroes, and, and it's cool enough that I get to work with them. I really like to have the opportunity to race hard with them um that would be my goal i i think it's cool racing in you know trucks xfinity or cup series but 
really that racing has gotten so tainted with kids with money coming in that a lot of times your talent is at the late model level. And I really believe that for a fact. I believe a lot of these guys, you could put in a um, cup car and they could go out there and race with the best of them. They're just talented guys, that, but the way that the sport works, money kind of plays a bigger factor, and they never got that opportunity. So um, I think your competition is definitely at the late model stock car level, and that's definitely something I would like to work towards. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, sounds like, uh, you know, you got a, a great head on your shoulders, you know, just, uh, you know, taking that opportunity to go to work at Sellers and, and you know, turning it into a job and, uh, you know, just all the things that you've done. I mean, it sounds like uh, sounds like you're, uh, you know, you're positioning yourself, uh, you know, to, to be able to do something, you know, bigger down the road. But I, I, I know money, you know, will be uh, your biggest hurdle for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, and you know, the Lord's blessed me to get to where I'm at, and if he chooses to bless me in that category, I'll take it, but I'm just going wherever the doors are open. Any seat that I can get in, I'm I'm going to take it as far as the Lord lets me. Um, you know, you put yourself in the best position you can for those, and you get ready to jump through the doors if they open, but until then, you just got to be content with where you're at and do the best with what you got. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you, you know, coming on with us tonight, and uh, everybody can uh, come out and see you. You'll be racing this weekend uh, at uh, South Boston Speedway uh, in the Pure Stock Division, and uh, all the rest of this year, and uh, of course, working with uh, all the sellers teams. Uh, we appreciate you uh, you joining us, and uh, you know, taking the time. If you got anything else, uh, you know, you'd like to get out there, uh, you can do it now, buddy. Yes, sir. Um, I really appreciate y'all get me on and again i gotta thank the good lord for everything he's done for me and all the sponsors that have helped me on my pure stock car commonwealth drive for improvement crowder law office midnight performance um go docs and ratless racing transmission those guys have been big supporters of mine and of course my mom and dad for helping me do what i've done and everybody else has supported me along the way all right, that's uh, Jordan Pickerel, uh, pure stock driver at South Boston Speedway. Check him out uh, this weekend and the rest of the season. And uh, we'll be back with another rising star soon enough.